It's Kat from the Razor's Edge. I'm here with Joanna's from Avatar. It's great to see you guys back here after quite a long hiatus. How are you yeah. feeling about being back at Bloodstock? Great. Uh, actually, it turns out that once we started to talk about it, that we had a lot of memories from being here. So yeah. A couple of things happened. That, uh, I remember meeting Floor Janssen for the first time here. Uh, bumping into each other and uh, befriended each other a bit. I remember Tim drinking six to eight Red Bulls. Idiot. Uh, <laughs> and I remember the actual show, which of course got filmed, so now it's, you know, it's out there forever. Uh, and stuff, and just a trip here. There are a lot of details around this that turn out, oh wait, this was one of the special ones, turns out. Yeah. And it was, I guess, because we were supposed to play that 10th stage, uh, but... You got bumped to mine, didn't you? Yeah, because yeah. Graveyard cancelled. Yeah. We got there, we didn't realize, we. this is how naive we were, we didn't understand, because we, oh, in there, we'll play late, it will be dark, it will be our show, and then they're like, hey, great news, we can give us this. Like, no, we don't want that, we want to do that. Like, oh, either you do that, so you're fucking out. Oh, you bastard, and then we came up. So this is what a main stage is cool, you know. Yes. A lot of things have happened this past eight years, and a first taste of important things happened here at Bloodstock, actually. Yeah, so the last eight years, how do you think you guys have evolved as a band? Because it's a really long time, and well, the sound has changed, doesn't it? Like most people do. Yeah, I think there are a couple of fundamentals that came into play prior to coming here that we kind of lean on that philosophy to this day, which is just, I don't know, when we grew up, when we started, because we started so young together and we've been essentially the same guys, more or less. Uh, and those who weren't the same guys, we still knew. Like Tim was a friend before he was in a band. So, uh, uh, so we go way back, and as such, at some point, we just you know redefined for ourselves or clarified for ourselves what metal should be, and then we, and once we keep that fundamental in place, then we allow ourselves to be very eclectic with where it can go. But those fundamentals are there, and that kind of journey we're on, where we are this metal circus. A band that don't give a damn and do whatever we want, and uh, very unapologetically so, uh, being just pushing the envelope all the time of what we can be and how we can work. It's an ongoing journey. So, I mean, obviously, a lot of things have happened. Avatar Country happened in between, uh, and all that madness, but also Hunter Gatherer and the dead seriousness of that. And we made a film, we toured more. Uh, this is, there's a lot of concept albums and shit. And you talked about pushing that envelope, and that's really important, I think, isn't it? We're really good in the metal world at labelling people and pigeonholing them. And I think it's important that bands like yourself talk about, actually, let's push our fans out of their comfort zone and get them listening to yeah. different things. Yeah, yes, exactly. Like, because I, there are a couple of things like that I see that and where I feel like we are doing... Like, okay, let me... In the context of what we're doing, I realize that there are also ambulance drivers and teachers. Yeah. So in our little microcosm and just importance of things inside of this, <laughs> in that sense, I feel the importance of what we're doing is yeah. combining, uh, you know, two 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 trains of thoughts. I guess we don't want to be retro. We don't want to be that metal that forever sounds like all our favorite bands already did and are better at than us being doing uh, we want to take that to places it hasn't been yet now at the same time there's a lot of that going on and a big, but a big chunk of those of that going on I feel is also loses the plot in terms of treating heavy metal as dance music mm -hmm. jump bang your head mosh 
crowd surf, run, lift, get pregnant, do things, you know, yeah. do things music. Metal is not meant to be heard sitting down, shutting up. Simple as that. And I feel when it gets too convoluted many times, I feel we sometimes lose the plot on that. And it becomes too self... I mean, again, it should sound like, again, in, I don't know where where we where the language barrier is here, you know, the, yeah. the parameters. So I'm trying to I try to speak in euphemisms. Yeah. But you know, it should be about impregnating, not uh, self pleasuring. You yeah. know, no. as far as the music yeah. should go, and that interactiveness. It's so, music to be lived to, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, and therefore the groove, the drive, the everything. And of course, there are amazing bands in the past. All of them in the present. Tons of them. Yeah. Gojira, straight out of you know, from the back of my mind, is one that comes up all the time as an example of this. But there are many. Uh, oh, our Bloodywood today. Let's got uh, to really catch up a little yeah. bit. Uh, amazing. I've listened a little bit to them before, and now I'm gonna only listen to them for a while, I guess. You know, so it's out there and it's happening and it's happening globally, which is even more important. Yeah. Uh, uh, and all that, but you know, we combine those two attitudes. Where we don't, you know, like metal, metalheads. We are already so damn smart. We don't have to show that off all the time, you know. That's not our. That's not the job. Yeah. The job is, you know, screaming for vengeance. No, definitely. You mentioned Hunter Gatherer, so that's been out. Have you had much time? You haven't had much time to tour that. So how does that feel being here today and playing that material off their live to your fans? Feels older than it is in terms of if you count gigs. Yeah. But we toured it enough to that. The also thing is that at home, so pandemic happened. I don't know if you noticed, but we couldn't tour for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we started to write. Yeah. Kept right at it. And got to dwell really deep into it, obviously. You know, less distractions. And did a second Judas Priest reference in this interview so far. But, I mean, it's our, this is our British steel. We cut off the fat. It's the best work ever. It's laser-focused, sharpest blade we ever forged. Um, so, because artistically, the fact that we did put it out despite the pandemic, didn't wait, meant we could, as artists, let it go. And as then showbiz artists, we have toured it a bit, we have done the videos, we have lived it, not to the full extent we would have liked, it's out of our hands, out of anyone's hands, but enough to feel like we got to do that statement and we're ready for the next thing. And now we're extremely excited for the next thing, you know, which is early next year. Brilliant. So what are your plans after the summer festival season? Is it back to writing or more shows? It's, uh, no, it's, uh, we're going to finish it off with, uh, uh, we will open for Iron Maiden in uh, Brazil. Three shows. Yeah, that's a, so going to Brazil, bucket list, Iron Maiden bucket list. It can be overstated, you know. Of course, we're in England, so you would know what Iron Maiden means. But there's something to be said about Iron Maiden's place in Scandinavia, what they mean to us, and what they meant for our age, because we were exactly the age when Bruce Dixon came back, and Brave New World is, came out, and what and that whole thing. And that first trip we took as a band, where as teenagers was going to stop not to see them. It cannot in any way be overstated what it means to us um, and people around us as Swedes. But then we are well aware about that relationship that Armenian also have in Brazil. And Brazil and metal. And we feel a kinship, although we've never been there as a band. So two two bucket list items. It's not a double, it's, it's bucket list squared, is what it is. So that's amazing. But after that, there's a lot of 
office work and uh, stand in front of a camera work and someone do your makeup work and stuff like that that needs to be done for the album to come out early next year so the focus is on that and some family matters and you mentioned a lot of British bands during the interview you've mentioned Judas Priest and I made and do you find British bands are influencing you still now uh, I'm sure if I, I have to now think Conqueror's Hive, they're, they're, the beautiful thing is there used to be that there were some strongholds, one in Florida, one in the Bay Area, one in Stockholm, one in Gothenburg. Everybody loves the dance from Birmingham from back in the day. You know, it, it used to be like this and it simply isn't anymore. Yeah. We got Ukraine, we got New Zealand, we got France, we got uh, uh, Brazil again now with Krypta, for instance. It's, it's so global that I'm sure I've been listening to death to something in English and I can't. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're English because it's not that thing anymore. Just as we are a band from Gothenburg, but we're not one of the Gothenburg bands. If you are to be one of the Gothenburg bands, the way we read about them, yeah. you have to have been at some point played little, little league uh, football with my brother-in-law in a town called Bildal. You know, but I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm too young. Yeah. So we are more, I feel like, part of this movement of, I don't know, we had broadband when we got into metal. So it's a newer wave then, isn't it? Because the world, like you quite yeah, rightly say, it's, it's opened yeah. up dramatically. But it's, it's it? rather than one wave, I guess it's all these tiny little currents that creates yeah. a maelstrom that pulls you under. It's something more chaotic, global, yeah. in a beautiful way. Yeah, and yeah, Bloodwood, India, there's, there's another one. Exactly, yeah. It's opening them up to a whole new audience, yeah. like you and I would exactly. say, you know. Yeah, so so yeah. All, all of this, and it's, we get more and more of that now, I feel. And it's about time, because metal is... Metal and hip hop probably the most no because there's a language barrier in what hip hop is usually but but it's one of the so, no it is metal that is the greatest global spanning subculture in the sense of just uh, well for one how it can always integrate with what you get in US side from you know from heavy metal and electric guitar you know you always get a that folk influence or that local flavor of it uh, in different ways you know uh, and it just travels and it's this cultural melting pot in a way and how the audience also pick it up immediately oh they're from india and how weird that's drum that's so cool yeah we're up for it to teach us you know and that everywhere all the time and i feel we are somehow part of that eclectic insanity going on now so we finally found it now we finally found our scene when we used to feel outsiders and just said that scene is everywhere at the same time in a way it's never been well we're going to look forward to seeing you later and thank you so much for thank talking you. to you today i appreciate it thank you, thank you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you keep up to date with future episodes by subscribing to our channels. For more information on this podcast, or for all the latest music news, reviews, interviews and more, head over to our website, www.theraziseedge.rocks.